0: Welcome to the Shakirias. We are five siblings who have come to the point where we are ready to tell our story of being black in Norway. Even though we don't all share the same last name anymore, we wanted this podcast to represent what we have been through as the Shakiria family, and also how we have ended up where we are today. So have you ever wondered how it is to be black in Norway? Well, have a listen to our experiences.
1: Okay, guys. Let's set some ground rules before we start. Number one is that we're not allowed to tease each other, mm-hmm. okay? Sure. Number two is that we respect each other's opinions. 100%. Yeah. Guys, this is important. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Number three is that it is a safe space. So anybody can say exactly how they feel, what they feel, and they can like feel safe in this area, okay?
2: Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%.
0: Okay, so I guess we're ready. Today, we're going to talk about our experiences when it comes to experiencing racism in schools. And I know that this subject can be difficult to talk about, especially because uh, some parents worry about exposing their children to issues like racism and discrimination at an early age. I read an article in UNICEF um, about babies noticing physical differences, including skin color, from as early as six months. Uh, Studies have shown that by age five, children can show signs of racial biases, such as treating people from one racial group more favorably than the other. So this just proves the point that ignoring talking about racism isn't protecting the child. It's leaving them exposed to bias that exists wherever we live. And uh, it's important to talk about. And that's why we want to share some stories about our experiences and talk about the subject of how you can talk to your kids as a minority and also as the majority. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, I wanted to also, before we
1: deep dive into this topic, I wanted to go backwards a bit. Uh, so last episode, we we spoke about traveling while being Black and uh, we all shared our experiences from, from traveling and I shared the uh, Uh, my experiences from being uh, arrested two times whilst traveling and uh, from uh, this episode we received so many messages right guys yeah Um, yeah on like from people that we know and people we don't know but like from people we know that actually have also been arrested for silly things right related to racism I was so shocked from especially when it's people that you you know very well and it just goes back to showing how thick our skins are right so we basically we it happens and then we just have to move on we just have to accept that okay I was arrested and it was because racism and I just have to move on with life so I just wanted to share that that it happens so many people have experienced that um
2: yeah I just thought it was important to share Yeah, for sure. And just to add on what you say that we just have to move on. I find it also interesting that we can just laugh about it. Like we tell our stories of racism, but we kind of have to laugh it off. Um, And I think that also just shows a lot of strength. That's Uh, so true. shouldn't be like...
1: Like a coping mechanism.
2: Yeah, maybe. So does anyone have any experiences when it comes to racism or discrimination in schools?
0: Um, Yeah, I can talk a bit about my my story. Uh, Because when we moved to... We moved to a a little town uh, and I was around six years old. And this town didn't really had never experienced having too many minorities uh before or at least
2: black people and i think we were the first ones weren't we yeah yeah
1: i think think
0: yeah i think
1: we're the first black family Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah
0: yeah i could notice this already when the first day of school because people were like looking at me and very curious about why i was a different skin color and um just thinking about it now, I wish that maybe the par- their parents would have prepared them for, for what was co- to come. Uh, but I experienced being bullied for almost five years, I think. And mostly it was from my own classmates. Um, they were calling me the N-word, uh, telling me that I smelled bad or that I was just a wow. weird person. They... But my hair was weird and every time I remember I was coming to school with different hairstyles almost every week and that was always an issue because people were like why do you look th- this weird and stuff like that hmm. and I know that children are very curious but the stuff that they were saying were often very mean and how they treated me and I think it wasn't until my mother uh, our mother uh, noticed that I probably acting different i don't know that she had a conversation with the school and they finally my classmates stopped bullying bullying me mostly it's just interesting to know that nothing happened before my mom had a talk with the school and also with the parents for so many years and just after after mom had that talk with my classmates parents uh Things got a bit better, but still the people that were older than me, they continued bullying me. And also when we got new classmates, the same thing happened uh, again. And I had to start all over again with the bullying in my own class. I'm just, um, as I get older now, I I think about, I have a lot of these episodes that I know are shaping me and, and I have like memories of it. And I know that I think a lot about why the parents maybe didn't, say anything to their children or did they say anything to their children about racism before? Right? They didn't have to wait until they have a black person in the, uh, the classroom. Um, they could just already have talked about that. We have different colors in our world. We are different people and just prepare them for um, yeah, reality. I don't know if you have any thoughts.
3: Um... I think you should do it in a stage of your life when you really understand common sense and when your brain is developed because it's uh, it's when you when you are child you learn to to not um do bad things towards others or other children as well and uh, it's also good that that behavior also will be trained towards other people that doesn't necessarily look like you or have a different skin color than you and that like for example racism is something that people teach their children to do but people are not born racist but people can tell different uh, difference between each other and there's also everybody's ignorant in their own way but that is something that uh, the education system and the parents at home need to work on with their own kids so uh, yeah so you should you should definitely teach your children to not be ignorant about uh, discrimination or bullying or whatever we call it or racism you know because racism and bullying is not the same but is it's like um, it's still it's still a bad thing you know because it's not accepted in society to encourage that so don't encourage racism either
2: <laughs> yeah i think that's that's a difficult one because if you're not used to seeing black people on tv or in the media um then it's very difficult to fight against this kind of oppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have to remember that children's early experiences kind of shape how they view the world. And it's from the early, early ages that we have to work to um, sh- uh, to kind of help them see that there are people of different colors, of different cultures uh, that you may or will encounter in life. and to treat them well, to be nice, mm. like Barbara said before in our podcast. Remember that racism and bullying can be two different things.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mm. But then you have to understand that when I was a child, I didn't understand that it was racism. Yeah. I understood that they mm. were talking about me, for my about my color, and I, I even were, was ashamed of being black, uh, but I didn't understand that it was racism. So that's why I think I'm still saying bullying just because that's just of habit. something that's, yeah. But, you but can I know still
2: that it was You can still be bullied because of racism kind of thing. So yeah, yeah it's,
1: it, it is part of it. Like you are being bullied, but it's important to know why you're being bullied, right? This is all linked mm. to racism. Mm. Um, I think again, like the incidences, like incidences, sorry, the, the bullying around racism was very different. Um, I think many people can can relate to it, especially being a minority in a school where you are either the only Black person or, um, or yeah, in the town where you're the only Black family. Uh, it is something that many people can relate to.
0: I know that racism, talking about racism with children, as the example I mentioned with UNICEF earlier, is very, uh, such a sore subject. And... I know that some of us have kids, some of us don't, but I'm thinking that how early is too early to talk to your children about racism or is it even too early? I
2: don't know. I think you should talk to your children early uh, because like I said, the children's early experiences will w- shape the way they view the world. And I'm just thinking, cause I watched a documentary yesterday actually about uh, racism in the music industry. And, um, this person uh, that uh, did this documentary she was uh, she's mixed race and she was saying how her parents didn't really talk to her about racism growing up uh, so she didn't really understand it but then when it hit her in her face she just thought it was in her mind and she just didn't understand what was going on and then now she she knows that it's racism uh, and it's really painful for her Um, Hmm. so that made me really think too that it's it's really important to speak to your children because Mm -hmm. it could just hit you so badly when you're an adult and you don't even know what's going on and she even said like we said she grew up in the UK and she said that she didn't understand racism she didn't understand that she was experiencing it basically so that's really interesting that we have similar experiences
0: yeah even across the pond (laughs) yeah because I I know that a lot of things as I said as I get older (laughs) I notice a lot of things that I do and that I how I act kind of uh, that I think about now that can really can relate to the things I experienced as a child just holding someone's hand is sometimes difficult because I remember that there were um, kids in my class that didn't want to hold my hand because it was dirty and ugly because I was brown and just Uh thinking of everything that you know you have a lot of trauma kind of that you don't really know where it comes where it comes from and then when you get older you start to think about like episodes that you you've experienced mm-hmm. and like why why do, why do i re- react this way oh it's because kind of what i experienced when i was a child it's just uh-huh. this shows how yeah. important it is to talk about racism with your children because it will it will uh, um, what is it called
2: it'll hit them mm-hmm. one day in the face yeah
0: it will hit them I one think so, day yeah. and also you will be feeling the effects for your whole life exactly
3: everything goes like at that you as a educational system or as a teacher or a parent or family member need to educate each other need mm. to better themselves need to um tell their brother, tell their sister, you know, when to shut up or when to speak. Because it all goes around like that in the family. It's the day-to-day life. You just got to make sure that you you do your job. Because if you're not doing your job by letting somebody else say something without getting uh, any comment on it, um, then it's on you, you know then you yeah. also are, are part of the problem if you just let it pass by. It's the same as bullying. If you, if you let the bully bully somebody and you watch the bully bullying the victim while you're at that place, you also is a part of the bullying because you didn't do anything.
1: So one thing, like um, an example of why it's important to start or how you can start talking about racism uh, with children, um, you know, we teach we we learn uh, kids about we teach kids about colors, right?
2: Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: So black, blue, red. Da, 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 da. In Norway, there's a specific color which is like what is that color? It's like light pinkish, very 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 light, right?
2: Like peaches. Mm. They peach. call it skin color, don't they?
1: Yeah. We, yeah. It's uh, skin. It's called skin. it's called skin color.
2: So hudfarger in Norwegian. Okay.
1: Um, and this is a it's it's the, it's the name of the color like that's that's well known so even we us growing up like as a kid that's what you learn this is skin color so you're basically asking people oh, can you pass me the skin color and it it, it messes with you it's like but why is this skin color like why isn't like brown is not skin color uh, but yeah. this is the right that's like the right skin color which is not still,
0: us <laughs> yeah i still remember sitting in class when we were coloring like people and people were saying like oh can you pass me the skin color or can you give me the skin color and I remember that I was in that phase when I I hated my skin color and just being reminded that your skin color whenever I used the brown skin color because I was like okay I'll use this one because I'm brown I just felt like oh this is it's so ugly I hate this drawing and everyone in my class were coloring with the the beautiful color the skin color
2: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just interesting, so interesting. skin color too because like, people say I don't see color but yet there is a color called skin color. Skin color. Mm. interesting. And that's, totally. that's not
0: just in schools. That's like you call uh, the, co- the color skin is very popular like with makeup and with, yeah, just in general.
2: Yeah, I just mm-hmm. also, I think that also we have to remember that it can be a very scary and lonely experience to move to a place where you're the only black person and the only black person in the school. Yeah. Um, so it's important to think about like how to deal with, it, deal with this. The school yeah. should have a system in place to help people because they, they might be feeling lonely and they might be longing to talk to someone about their fears. Um, so I think it's important to have that in mind too, that it's, yeah. it's not that easy. And I remember for myself when we moved into this, area where we were the only black family i remember my first day at that school i cried and mm-hmm. till this day i can't really understand why i cried but now like thinking back because oh. i remember looking into the classroom and everyone was white wow. and i felt a bit i felt so nervous and i remember the teacher had to like take like wait to introduce me because i couldn't stop crying but to be honest, I had a really good experience with um, my friends, as I said before, growing up there. So I never really experienced what I, like extreme uh, circumstances, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think so for me as well. I didn't, I had certain incidences that was that were bad. Um, like you heard the, da- the, the N word on a daily basis basically, yeah. right?
2: yeah but you didn't really uh, understand was... that's the thing
0: <laughs> no but i i didn't like it
1: i didn't yeah. like that it was used at all i didn't feel yeah comfortable i think our experience was, was
2: different there yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: I, I experienced it as a bad word me too it always i always hated it. when i was yeah
1: yeah yeah i did not like it at all i think my experience was more around like i had one incident, for example where um when i was um i was in junior high school and then I was going to apply to and to get into like a private IB high school. Right. Um, and my uh, counselor, the counselor at, at school, she told me, she tried to disencourage me without even having seen my grades, um, saying that it's not for me. Um, and also when I was telling her that I wanted to study abroad, uh, she was also disencouraging me and trying to tell me to like, oh, I, I shouldn't try to reach that high and so forth. So so I think I had these um these sort of experiences that like like you don't don't aim too high right uh that's not for
2: you wow i think that's why it's important to have people that look like you in school mm. too, as counselors and so on teachers so that you can be directed yeah. along the right path because if you don't have that and then you get a teacher like barbara just mentioned
1: yeah in i think that's very important
2: teacher.
1: counselor but i think yeah that's i think that's very important uh, and I think it was, for me, it was, if I didn't have um, the foundation that was built on like, okay, you could do whatever you want to do, right? You are, you're, you're black, you're raised in Norway with all of these possibilities. So don't limit yourself. So this was basically what we were thought at home. So if I didn't have that, then <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Because um, at least I came home to an environment that encouraged me to reach for better things. And not everyone has that.
2: Yeah, and I think that's why these conversations are important to bring about change. Like that's why we're having these conversations so that people can understand where we're coming from, and that we need change. And I think it's important for teachers as well that are listening
1: to take a stand because it is uh, the role that teachers play in in combating or fighting against racism is very important, uh, and I think it's 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 a role that must be recognized because. Obviously, teach like I don't like the statistics that you were giving from that article you've read, uh, Ingrid it was very interesting and it just shows how important it is for for teachers and parents to get involved early in teaching about racism.
2: Yeah, definitely. I find like a lot of people find these conversations very difficult, and that's why they don't talk about it because they're scared or it forces them to confront their own prejudices or even racism Um, i think
1: that's i think that's the main like point there
0: (laughs) because i was just thinking that where did these children get all that information from really like where did they learn to be bullies or racists against children that look different and it's not like
1: like they never seen a black person before. Let's be real. Like maybe in real life, but like they watch TV, they listen to music. they. But
2: there wasn't that um, many black when I can't remember seeing, seeing people look like me too much on TV. It was like everything that. from
1: like Sunset Beach to like, like there was... <laughs> Sunset Beach. Okay. There was like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't even react. So I was like, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's different for like I don't know for me it was like this these rappers and these celebrities and like when my mixed friends some of them it it was the same for them as well they were like have you heard about this guy heard about this celebrity have you heard about this guy you know because when I was with he was considered black they were considered black when I was with them at school even though their their mom was Norwegian and that was was uh, was black you know for me and for them when we came together we were like black kids you know so uh, and then we we saw up to those celebrities you know those uh, uh, American black celebrities We were talking about it like we were some black guys you know
1: you know what I yeah, remember the- sorry remember I, I remember one thing very well now uh, I think it was like when I yeah it was when I started a new school when we moved to the the little town uh my first day we were sitting in like on a round table and I was introduced I had braids and everyone was like like staring at me like just basically having their hands under their their shin and just like staring at me and then they were trying to reach for my hair it was literally like a full hour of them just sitting and looking at me and then some were touching my skin and so forth as well. Wow. Um, yeah, that was like, I think it was fifth grade when we moved back to to the small town, which was yeah. really,
0: really uncomfortable. Yeah, because that's the difference with like for Junior, he had, it's uh, the town had started to become more multicultured uh, yeah. but for me and for the others, <laughs> we didn't have any Black people. And the only Black people, Black person I can remember that was kind of an idol was uh, Scary Spice. Yeah, I know. the only Black person I can remember that was on TV. I don't really remember anyone else.
2: Yeah, I don't really remember either. But maybe it could also be that because we talk about representation and representation is so important, especially in the media, on TV and so on, um, because it's just creates a space for unrepresented people minorities black people um and i think the way we are viewed in the media a lot of times in our way is very negative and we're often seen as criminals or laughable objects kind of thing uh, mm. so maybe that could be a thing too that that's yeah. how they
1: used to see you it's so yeah. that's so true and i think also what's what's uh what's quite interesting I think in everything a black person does it's always like whatever you do you represent all of the black people in the world right so 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 like you don't have room for mistake (laughs) exactly I remember as well I was always looked and and I went to the same schools uh you went to right so it was always like if you did well, they expect me to do well too. If you do bad, they expect you to, me to do bad. Like you have, yeah. there's no room for mistakes at all. And it's it's this is hard, and you feel it from when you are a kid.
3: Yeah. So Hence I think that is why you
1: always go home to your parents saying you have to work ten times harder. If they get an A, you get an A plus. If they yeah. get like always, and I think for me, I'm just learning, not just now, but like it was later in the years I understood why that why that speech every single day
0: so um we have to start wrapping up I think what can we do as a society to help people who experience racism or children who experience racism in schools today
3: I think we have to like talk about it more earlier
0: Mm. I think exposing your children to different cultures and different skin colors, different groups in general um, at an early age. Uh, I know that living abroad has helped me a lot as a kid and also as an adult. So that just that's uh, just being traveling and showing your
2: children that representation matters. Um, so I think there's really great value in collaboration that we need to work together to fight against racism. Uh, it's not one thing that Black people or people of minority can fight alone. Like we need to work with all ri- races um, to end racism. And this means collaborating with the teachers, with the parents, with the students, and just also working with the school system, the, the, uh, the curriculum to teach students about Black history and Black people and also racism. I think that's mm-hmm. really important.
1: Uh, i think that's very important i agree with you there in terms of working with like all of you all, all of the things I, I agree with but i think it's also key what you said in terms of uh, working with on the curriculum including black history and not only during black history month uh but throughout the year including it in 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 the history books teaching within geography as well like all of the different Uh, areas within school like include stories like include history of black people like where we come from uh we've been in the country for for i keep saying this for over 500 years so it's not we we're not new um i think even in schools where there are only white people if there might be some yeah i'm sure there are many schools in norway there are still only white people um still in those schools like bring it in like it didn't take a black person to come to school and for parents Mm -hmm. to come to talk to the teachers and 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 counselors and so forth for a little black uh like black story or black history to be included in the curriculum like yeah it should be done early representation matters
2: and there's a really great power and value when we work together for justice and Mm shame and so just, remember,
0: just remember that it's never too early to talk about racism. I think that this episode sums that up. Um, Definitely. I think so,
1: too. And I think also just like last thing for me is, as I always say, just be nice. Like you like here as well through our conversations, you can see that we were not we were not fully aware of our different experiences in school. Um, and some have different understanding of their own experiences from what other people see, right? Yeah. So I think like just be nice. Like, guys, people are going through it. So so yeah, be nice.
0: Yeah. Okay, guys. So thank you for listening. I hope that you've learned something that you can use if you're a teacher, for example, or if you're a parent of someone experiencing racism or someone who don't doesn't experience racism. And I hope that this can spark some more conversations at home and at school and wherever. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All right.